everyone. Welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. Hi, Jessica. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. I'm making today, though. I went to CrossFit again yesterday. Oh, did you? How was it? Was that your second my one? My legs and glutes are killing. Yeah, it's my second one. So I did plan to go more this week, but um, I go with a friend and she couldn't go and I was a bit scared to go on my own. <laughs> but I am going on my own next week. I thought I wanted to do another one with somebody else. Um, and then I am going to go on my own next week. So I want to go to more than what she can attend to. So yeah, um, yeah it was mainly legs. So it was... Um, goblet squats uh reverse lunges and then just loads of squat heavy squats and i don't really like conventional squat a lot because with um the bikini plan that i was doing there was no squats in it off my coach so i haven't properly squatted for ages so yeah my legs are killing oh god i bet that was killer i don't conventional squat either i haven't for a long time not unless it's like you know 40 50k i can handle that but God, when I, when I look back at what I used to lift seven, eight years ago, I used to be lifting like 105 kilos for eight reps. Um, and I'd like pause at the bottom too. But oh my God, I can't even imagine doing that now. But over the years, my knees have just gradually started to wear away. Yeah. <laughs> and my back hurts and I just feel like, oh, I don't want the stress. So I squat every other form of squat apart from the conventional squat. <laughs> Yeah, I do like a sumo squat, but yeah, I haven't conventional squat for ages. But yeah, I'm actually really enjoying CrossFit. Oh, good. I'm glad. Different. How's things for you? Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been aching this week. I went to the gym and did an hour of shoulders the other day, just randomly, because I really fancied doing it. So for the last few days, my shoulders have been absolutely killing I asked Ron to give me a massage the other day as well. And oh my God, he went in so hard on this knot in my shoulder, in my trap. And it's bloody killing. But it's starting to ease off today. So I am going to attempt upper body today, I think. But yeah, all good. Nothing to write home about, really. All boring. Same old, same old yeah, routine. Very, very <laughs> no. I was chasing my dog around the park earlier with a fucking piece of bread. <laughs> You kind of stale piece of bread in the back. Oh, and trying nice. to get him to come back and drop the bread. And he's a cocker spaniel and he's so quick. And I had no chance of catching him on my little legs. So by the time I was running around after him, he'd, he'd eaten the bread. So he's eaten a stale piece of bread. Oh, lovely. Well, it's worth it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, then. Well, today we've got some questions to answer. We, we thought we'd do another Q and a this week because we know people like to ask us questions. So we've got a couple from Instagram, some from our clients as well that we thought we'd just um, put onto the podcast. So <laughs> we've got a couple of funny questions in here actually this week, Michelle. Um, haven't we? If we got a, we are. well, the first question that we've got on the list is does pineapple belong on pizza? No, absolutely not. Oh my God, I'm in the absolutely yes camp. I love <laughs> pineapple on pizza. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I don't like, I don't like fruit warm. I don't like fruit on warm stuff. So it's, no, it's not for me. I'd eat the pizza and then pineapple separately. But yeah, no, oh. I can't do it. See, I'm funny with fruit as well. I don't like loads and loads of fruit, if I'm honest. And I, I have blueberries on my oats every single morning. I have done for the last five years. But I hate blueberries. So I literally put them in like 
I heat my, my oats up for a little bit. Then I put them in the microwave and then I add my blueberries and put them back in the microwave for another minute. So like the blueberries oh, no, I can do pop that. open and they're all warm. But I could, if I just put them raw or on top, there's no way I could eat them. Oh, that's how I eat mine. So I've started putting fruit in my oats, but I let my oats, I just put my oats um, with boiling water. Yeah. Leave them for a minute. So they're not actually that hot. And then I put my fruit on top and I put my uh, dark chocolate on top and then a little bit of sweetener. But um, so by the time I've eaten it, because I eat it in 0.2 seconds, the fruit <laughs> doesn't get a chance to go warm. But um, yeah, no. Pineapple does not belong on pizza, I'm sorry. Oh, ham not. and pineapple is one of my favourite flavours. Oh, no. I do love a pizza. If you're from the Ponypool, South Wales area, um, they got an amazing pizza. But if you're from the area, you should know it. It's called Porky's Pizza. It's been around for 27 years now, I think. Um, and they do the most amazing. You must be smoking, it's called. It's a barbecue um, base pizza. Oh, I don't like barbecue base. Oh, I like tomato not. base. Oh, I do love a tomato base, but they do the best. You must be smoking. So go and get one if you're from people. Well, it sounds like we like literally the total <laughs> opposite pizza because barbecue base for me is an absolute no, but I'm all for the pineapple. <laughs> okay. What's our next question? Question two, more serious question. So how do you know when to drop your calories? Okay, so great question. When you drop your calories is when you plateau. However, when you plateau, ticking all the boxes. So when you actually know you're in a calorie deficit and sticking to your calories, so not this, I'm on 1,200 calories, but actually you're overeating at the weekends. Um, so you drop your calories when you plateau for a few weeks consistently um, and you're consistent with your tracking um, and being within the calorie deficit set. So what a lot of mistakes that people make is they think they're in a deficit then they don't really count their, their eating on the weekends and then they think that the calories they're on are too high and then they reduce their calories when really if they were just tracking correctly in the first place they wouldn't need to drop their calories. So personally I would say you drop your calories when you've plateaued for two to three weeks but you're consistent with your tracking and sticking to your deficit. Um, that's when you need to drop your calories. Yeah, completely agree. And I used to be like that, you know, years ago, that's, that's been me on so many occasions in the past where I used to think, oh God, I just can't lose weight on these calories. And then I'm like, oh, when I've actually stuck to it for like a decent period of time, guess what? It works. And I can eat 18, 1800 calories for 19 weeks without having to drop them because I've actually eaten 1900 calories, 1800 calories. So yeah, definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with waiting two to three weeks to make sure you are actually in a plateau because just because you haven't seen movement for one week, that doesn't mean that you are in a plateau. And, you know, obviously making sure you're going by the big picture. So you're looking at the scale, but in conjunction with progress pictures and measurements as well, ideally. So you've got like all three elements that you can look at because you might find that, you've not lost on the scale, but you've lost an inch off your waist or whatever, um, in which case you have actually made progress and you're not at a plateau. So just about analysing all, all areas. Yeah, so a plateau doesn't necessarily mean that the scales have stayed the same. So like Jess said, your measurements, your clothes feel better. Um, like a true plateau is when you're consistent with tracking your calories and nothing has moved for a few weeks. 
then you can look at dropping your calories. Personally, I would look at increasing your output first. So look, are you consistently consistent with your steps? Are you consistent with your training? And if you're doing cardio, maybe add a bit of cardio in before you drop your calories. Um, I think that's what we both do with our clients first is look at increasing output before we decrease calories. Um, so yeah, so look at the whole picture. Are you tracking correctly? Are you actually sticking to your calories? Are you um, consistent with your steps, your training? Um, if that's all a yes, you're consistent with everything, then yes, maybe the next step is to drop your calories. But it should be the last step. You should increase your output first, personally. Yeah, I think sometimes that comes down to personal preference. And with some of my clients, they just physically can't fit any more than they're already doing, in which case it has to just be a calorie drop. Um, but personally, for me, I always try and increase my output first. You know, I'd rather do an hour and a half of cardio a day than drop my calories <laughs> just because I love doing cardio and I like eating also. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my personal preference. Okay, yeah, next so question we've got. Do you recommend it intermittent fasting? Um, yeah, interesting question this. And it's not one that I can say I can recommend. So basically, for those who don't know, intermittent fasting is, well, I'm sure you can actually guess from the name, but it's basically where you have periods of time where you don't eat so you remain in a fasted state there's quite a few different methods of fasting and they, they have all got various names i know people do alternate day fasting where so for example they'll eat normally on a monday then they'll fast on a tuesday then they'll eat normally on a wednesday fast on a thursday and whatever um intermittent fasting usually is the term given to um when people sort of stop eating after a certain time so say you'd make 6 p.m your last meal and then you wouldn't eat for the rest of the night and then you would start eating again the next day maybe midday 1 p.m i think they usually say it's around a 16 hour window is it yeah it's usually fasting? yeah it's usually an eight hour window for eating yeah and an eight hour window for eating that's right i did actually do it years and years ago for a little bit um, and to be honest, we were we were chatting actually before we just got on the podcast. I kind of do that now, sometimes unwittingly, like I'm not purposely doing it. But like, for example, it's 20 past one and I ate my breakfast half an hour ago and I've been up for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> um, but I've just been really busy, basically. And it just means that I'll push my food back to a little bit later. But in terms of recommending intermittent fasting, if it works for you, then absolutely amazing. I've got a couple of clients who, you know, I'm looking at their food diary at the end of the week at check-in and I'm like, okay, you're not really eating much for breakfast. And they're like, yeah, I prefer to save my calories for the evening. I like having a bigger evening meal. And that is absolutely fine. If you work better like that and you know that the evening is where, you know, you might be craving snacks. You, that's where you tend to sort of go off track because you want food more in the evening. Then I would say definitely intermittent fasting is absolutely perfect but it's not a magic process fasting isn't going to make you lose fat it, again it's, it only comes down to being in a calorie deficit so it's just one tool that people can use to to help them stay in that calorie deficit based on their own lifestyle and their own preferences yeah fab i haven't really got a lot to add on that except for it, it all comes down to preference if you're not a breakfast eater or just don't like eating in the morning, um, then maybe just pushing your first meal back will work better for you. Like, 
me, I'm hungry in the evenings, but I love breakfast and I'm up super early. So what I've started doing is trying to push my breakfast, not quite as late as Jess. I mean, I, I wake up at 5 a.m. So I push my breakfast and try and eat at about nine. Whereas before I'd wake up at five and I'd have breakfast at five past. <laughs> oh my God. I could never, I always wait at least three hours after I'm out of bed because I just can't eat straight away. For some oh, I always, I'm just always starving. But um, <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to eat. You can still eat breakfast food at lunchtime. You don't have to eat like your cereal or whatever as soon as you wake up. So yeah, so intermittent fasting, like Jess said, we recommend it. If it works for you, do it. If it don't, don't. Yeah, and just vice versa as well. If you find that you want to eat more in the daytime and you're not really that into big evening meals and you feel better without that, do it the opposite way around. Have most of your meals at the start of the day and start fasting later if it works for you. But just don't get caught in the trap of, fasting is magical and that you'll lose more fat doing it because ultimately if you're in a calorie surplus or eating at maintenance calories whilst intermittent fasting you're still not going to lose fat (laughs) yeah exactly awesome so question four what can i do about bloating now i used to get this quite a lot like jessica we both got ibs um so before i found out i had ibs i used to get bloating quite a lot and it was down to my food choices and it was things that you wouldn't think of. So it was like the healthier food. So mine was mainly mushrooms. So I do like, I've been eating this for years. I love turkey bacon and eggs for breakfast. And I always used to have a, I don't know what it's called. We you know the giant mushroom. I it hate mushrooms, so I don't what know. What mushroom is it? So I used to have a I giant mushroom know. every morning and my stomach, the one day, it was so big. It was so bad. I couldn't physically bend down to put my trainers on because my stomach was so big, but it took me a while to figure out what was causing it. So um, I eliminated mushrooms. So I eliminated one thing at a time and mushrooms got eliminated and it went. Um, uh-huh. so, so yeah, so I know you had an issue. Yours was onions, wasn't it? Mine was onion, yeah. So I love onion and I can eat onion. It's just, I don't know why. In, in lockdown one, actually, it was. I started... Um, having like a little cheese, ham and onion omelette for lunch. And I was absolutely loving it because onion just makes everything taste so much better. And yeah, it took me a good week or so because I was like, oh my God, why is my stomach like hurting and so bloated all the time? Like all of a sudden I was like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) Because it just becomes really stressful, doesn't it? When you're like, what? I'm eating like good food. (laughs) I was dieting at the time. And then, yeah, I literally was making my omelette one day and I thought, hang on. I'm eating onion every day and I don't normally do this. So I stopped for a couple of days instantly. Absolutely better. (laughs) So that was really annoying because I was loving those cheese, onion and ham (laughs) omelettes. But yeah, like you said, comes down to most, more often than not, is something not agreeing with you. Another thing that sets my stomach off with bloating is if I eat like, I can eat it, but if I eat too much broccoli, for example, like if I ate a huge pile of broccoli, whoa my stomach would not enjoy that i've learned from that in the past yeah probably um, in sprouts if i have too many sprouts as well um and spinach it's just mainly green too much green veg so i have i used to eat a, a lot of it so once i eliminated the mushrooms i then found out that um green veg was causing it so i do add in some like carrots and stuff t- to mix it up a bit but yeah yeah it's down to food choices so it is things like um like processed food. So if I have um, too much processed food, especially so, so food that's high in salt, 
so salt can cause bloating because it re retains water, makes you retain water. So that's another thing. And you don't have to live with bloating. I know I've had a client and she was just like, oh, it's okay. It's just I'm used to it now. And I was like, no, you don't have to live with yeah, this. It's not normal. You know, it we need, it's not normal. <laughs> we need to figure out like, what is causing it. Um, and it was processed meat. She was basically living on ham and, and processed meat. That's all uh, she would eat. Yeah. And her salt intake was super high. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's just it does really come down, and this is where it's so helpful with both of us looking at our clients' food diaries, isn't it? Because you can really start to look at things and think, okay, this is looking a little bit thing. And a lot of the time, when people do complain of bloating, it is because they have had a week or, or so where they may have like been eating more processed foods, like you just said, and mm -hmm. their diet hasn't been full of you know such nutritiously dense foods as they normally would and like you know lean leaner meats and things and um, so yeah I get that quite often and then when we look into it it's usually down to that but also making sure you know your fiber intake is is high enough to make sure your digestive system is functioning properly and that you're going to toilet regularly and then drinking water water is yeah. a really big um factor when it comes to bloating too sometimes people are just not drinking enough water yeah so believe it or not so water flushes water out so if you're bloating and holding water super important to make sure you're drinking enough water yeah and it's a difficult one because when i've suffered bloating in the past because you feel so bloated the last thing you want to do is go and have a bit <laughs> of water because you feel like you don't want anything in Just your add body into it yeah exactly <laughs> so i get that but yeah it's um definitely helpful so you're just a bit dehydrated and not drinking enough water basically awesome. okay cool so our next question we've got then is how long does it take to build muscle how a long time <laughs> yeah a long time if we look at my hamstrings i think 11 years maybe <laughs> if you look at my shoulders a lifetime <laughs> yeah well yeah my hamstrings are still not there actually so. but no in all honesty to be honest there is a figure for how much muscle they say you can build naturally obviously um in a year and it's something so tiny i can't remember what it is is it something like two grams like two kilograms yeah. two pounds some it's one of those it's a two something grams, grams. Two yeah two pounds of muscle they say you can build in a year like a whole year of eating at maintenance or in a little bit of a surplus and training hard you know resistance training getting your protein in so some people you know there's always people who respond a little bit better and i'm sure there's people who are a bit more genetically gifted in the muscle building area i mean i do build muscle quite quickly but i i guess oh, they get yeah. pumped but like for example my quads and shoulders i feel like and my triceps if i have a while off training and i start again they do come back really quickly but my back and my hamstrings and my biceps oh my god i've been battering them for years and they're still not how i want them so I mean, that, that's partly down to me needing to spend a decent amount of time actually training at maintenance or in a surplus and doing it properly, which I guess I spent more time in a deficit than I have out of it, which isn't um, ideal. <laughs> but yeah, a long time. So please don't be worried about 
getting too bulky, building too much muscle. You know, if you, if you're new to resistance training and eating protein and I still get people who are worried about these. Oh, I don't, I don't want to put on muscle. I want to be toned, but I don't want to, well, you do want to put on muscle, <laughs> but don't worry. It's not going to take, uh, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. So people don't realize there's, there's no such thing as toned. <laughs> and my clients no. laugh at me when they put toned and then they just put laughing face because they know I hate the term, but obviously it's a term that, um, people can relate to, but exactly. you can't tone muscle and you can't tone fat. There's, there's no such thing as toned. It, you want to build muscle and lose body fat. Yeah, that's um, toned. That's the definition of toned. Yeah, that's the definition. No of body toned, fat but... and muscle mass. <laughs> <laughs> Adequate muscle mass. Yeah, and there is a thing that I call newbie gains. So if you're brand new to weight training, um, you will see a difference quite quickly. Obviously, you're not going to build loads of muscle. You're not going to quite build the two pounds in a year, but you will see a difference in your shape and your muscle mass um, quite quickly. So if you're brand new to training and you train consistently. So when I was first new to training, when I had my little barbell in my bedroom, my brother showed me those three exercises. I literally changed really quick, like my back and my traps, because I was consistent. I would do the same three exercises every day for like three months, I think. Um, and I just had newbie gains. Obviously, I wouldn't build any more on top of that without going heavier. But um, yeah, so if you're brand new to weight training, you will see a difference in your physique quite quickly. Um, if you're not new to weight training and you're not, no longer got the newbie gains, <laughs> it does take a long time to build a significant amount of muscle. Yeah. We're still trying, we just. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, I'm on a diet at the moment. I'm in a fat loss phase. Um, but my plan is to like get to a position where I feel comfortable, lean, and then do a reverse diet and spend a decent amount of time at maintenance. Cause I want to diet down, see what my body's looking like, which areas I need to, to focus on. And then I'm going to spend a good amount of time at maintenance calories, just trying to build up because I really do want to build some more shape in my hamstrings and build my back up a little bit more. So so yeah, unfortunately, it's not very quick because that would make me really happy if we could build muscle really quickly. <laughs> but that's why, you know, you have to be consistent. You have to stick to a structured program. You have to be so patient. And the, the building muscle process actually is much more difficult than the losing fat process in terms of like, you know, feeling motivated because in a fat loss phase, you tend to see changes, you know, quickly you know over the course yeah. of every week or every couple of weeks you'll be seeing changes you're like oh my waist's a bit smaller today oh I've dropped another pound again and you feel better but when you're building muscle like it's a long time with feeling not much yeah, you can literally <laughs> go like two months with feeling like you're not getting anywhere yeah. because it, it does take that long but this is why a lot of people in the gym <laughs> don't haven't got loads of muscle because people just don't give it enough time and also calories as well and as females we spend way too long in a calorie deficit we yeah. don't spend enough time at maintenance or in a small surplus to be able to lift heavy enough to build that muscle so it's super important to um come out of a calorie deficit spend a good few months out of a calorie deficit at maintenance i'm at maintenance now so i'm really interested to see so i'm going to give it a good three months at crossfit at maintenance yeah. 
So I'm going to really try oh, and see your what body is going to dramatically change, I think, like over, not dramatically, but, you know, we'll see a, a change in, in your shape, your structure, I think your back, your shoulders, you're just going to look hench. this is the reason why i want to do crossfit because if you have a look at the crossfit girls their backs their traps their shoulders are massive and me i'm the opposite i'm bigger on the bottom i got really small i i'm a classic pear shape really small shoulders really narrow so i'm super excited to look like a crossfitter (laughs) i'm excited to see you progress i'm i'm excited i love the look of the crossfit girls too so yeah that's going to be amazing yeah awesome so we kind of covered this a little bit so the next one is how much water should i drink a day now i always tell my clients to drink two to three liters a day um two being the minimum um you can drink like and i know a lot of people are like oh i don't like water it's boring you can have like sugar-free squash in it you know you don't have to and you can count um i try not to tell my clients to always count like their teas and coffees obviously because um coffee or caffeine if you have too much of it is a diuretic kind of has the opposite effect to what water does but the odd one or two you can get is your water intake but ideally i do try and get my clients to have two liters of water then the, the other liter maybe with like their teas and coffees yeah same i, I tell my clients to aim for two to three liters it's another one of those areas that everybody is different so i guess there's not really a set number where you can say this is the exact amount of water everybody should drink a day we're all working in different environments you know if you've got a manual job you're working outside in the summer your water requirements are going to be higher but i think the the easiest thing that people can do is monitor the color of your wee basically um if you literally go on google type in the urine or hydration chart and If your wee is from clear to a really light yellow, I think it's between numbers one and three on that chart, then you're okay. If it's starting to get a little bit darker, then you know you need to be drinking more. And ideally, you shouldn't be letting it get to that point and then like trying to go back and drink water because at that point, your body's already starting to become dehydrated, you know, depending on how dark it is. It sounds a bit dramatic, I know, but the ideal thing is to make sure you are hydrated all of the time so your we should always be between the one and three colors so check it out have a little look on google really really simple to do it's a good way of judging it but yeah i think two to three liters for most people is a good guide to make sure that they are um getting enough water in i remember years ago i didn't used to drink at all i'd drink at like i'd wake up really thirsty but when i was younger like i'm talking about when i was in school and and maybe uni a little bit I did used to get up and eat my breakfast immediately which I can't think of doing now but because I always had milk with cereal like that would wet my mouth (laughs) and then I'd be okay like all day (laughs) so I might have the odd sip or sometimes it'd get to 6 p.m and I'd be like I haven't had a drink today (laughs) and then I'd like have a drink and I just so when I first started training like for the gym years ago like 10 11 years ago now and someone told me, you have to drink three litres of water a day. I was like, what? I was like, I can't drink three litres. Uh, absolutely insane. <laughs> I struggled. I didn't, I really struggled to drink water. So when I first went with my first coach and when I got really skinny, 
So I was supposed to drink three litres of water and I just didn't drink any. Now she had me on really low calories, really high intense cardio and I wasn't drinking any water. And then I felt awful for about five days. Like I lost about five pounds in about five days um, because I wasn't drinking any water. And then um, I had to buy like a two litre bottle of water and write times on it. So when I was sat in work, I had to make sure that I follow the time to make sure I drink. No, I that drink like four liters a day. I was going to say that shows how old you are because uh, those bottles actually exist now. Pre, I think they do now. <laughs> they didn't exist then. You don't have to write on them these days. <laughs> so yeah, I had to write on a bottle to, to remind myself to drink. But yeah, I really struggle. But now I'm always thirsty. I've always got a bottle of water now. Me too. I drink like three to four liters easily. And it's, I find it easier. I do get it. You know, when people say. I find it easier when I'm sat at my desk working all day because it's always there. Yeah. Just naturally, I just pick it up every every few minutes and just have a sip of it. So it goes down so quickly. Like I'm just coming to the end of my second litre here already because I've just been sat here sipping. Mm. But on a weekend then, or like if I'm out and about on a Saturday or Sunday um, and I'm not in my normal routine, sat at my desk for the whole day, sometimes I do let it slip a little bit and I get yeah. like 3 p.m. and I'm like oh my god I've drunk like half a litre of water what's wrong with me so I'm trying I get a headache fun. instantly so if I haven't drank much like on Sunday so me and Phil were like all day I had the smallest like five mil a uh, bottle of water um and that was it and I had a headache yeah I get headaches like, and I also my lips afternoon my lips go really dry mm. like if say for example yesterday I didn't drink enough water today I would wake up and my lips would be completely cracked it's because I'm so used to like being hydrated all the time yeah one day it just makes a massive difference um okay that's covered I think what's the next question we've got what is your favorite naughty in inverted brackets because I'm guessing they know that no food is naughty (laughs) and we'll say that (laughs) what's your favorite naughty treat What's yours, Michelle? Donuts. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love a donut. I absolutely love a donut. I think I've got like an inner homer. Um, that just loves donuts. Any donut. Oh. Any kind of donut. I'm not fussy. Jam donut, glazed donut, chocolate donut. Custard donut? Any kind of donut. What's that? Custard donut. Custard, any kind of donut. <laughs> Tell me what I did on the other week. Was it two weeks ago? A cronut, which basically uh, a donut croissant. Have you tried oh, okay. that? No, I haven't. It's, basically, no, I... it's quite thick. It's basically like, it's a ring donut, but it's like croissant pastry and it's glazed. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. So good. So what's yours? Mine's any kind of donut. I love a donut. Mine is, I think everybody knows because I bang on about it all the time, but cookie dough. <laughs> I just uh, absolutely love I, it. I don't, I don't understand cookie dough. I don't get it. Like I, I never cook. It. I never cooked like a cookie. But I don't understand. Like it's basically like uncooked cake, isn't it? Yeah, which is also <laughs> lush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like things cooked. <laughs> I like eating it all raw and risking salmonella. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I do absolutely love cookie dough and ice cream. Like I could eat one of those every day. I could eat like sometimes I'll order a Casper's on like you know if i've saved my calories up because they usually go towards a cookie dough um and i just think i could eat that again like amazing i could eat it literally immediately i feel like i could order two for me (laughs) and eat them 
all in one go. Where oh, I could eat, I could eat a box of donuts. Well, Ron will get like halfway through it. And he's funny, like even though he's massive, he's like six foot six, and you know he needs a lot of food to survive. Sometimes he goes through phases where he can't eat much, and I'm like, why am I eating way more than you? <laughs> <laughs> and like he'll get halfway through a cookie dough, and he's like, oh, I can't. I can eat more than Phil. I, yeah. I might be little, but I can eat. <laughs> But yeah, this is why I need to move do. a lot. This is why I do a lot of steps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is why I prefer higher output. I like saving <laughs> calories for cookie dough. And if my calories are too low, I can't go in. But yeah, cookie dough. And what's your favourite chocolate, Michelle? Oh, Cadbury's. Anything Cadbury's. Do. That's the milk, we are. <laughs> yeah, anything um, Cadbury's. Like, um, the girl who does my nail, she bought me the giant bar dairy milk when oh, I competed. And I literally ate everything two days. Every time I go in the fridge, like that I used to do with a piece of ham, I would take a slice, and it was gone. It was gone. Wait there, like, wait there. You keep your chocolate in the fridge. This is yeah. Oh my do God. Do you know I actually do? Actually, I was just thinking we're on the same page and we're not. I put it in the freezer. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it doesn't actually freeze though, it just goes super cold. Oh, cold chocolate is just so Oh, melted chocolate, oh God, no. I can't do I like it warm to like eat. No, that's just in the summer when they go. It's not chocolate, it's not chocolate, it's not chocolate. I love hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just literally saying, oh, that's one thing we finally like see eye to eye. Oh, it's got to be cold. And then you mentioned like, it I, My favourite ever is... Uh, Easter egg, Cadbury's Easter egg, put in the freezer. Amazing. My favourite is a Cadbury's Easter egg at nice room temperature, so it's no. not <laughs> <laughs> Well, years ago, actually, when I was younger, I tried to make something. Oh, I can't remember what I did. I tried to make things out of my Cadbury's Easter egg, and I basically like ruined all of my Easter chocolate because I made this thing and it was disgusting. I think I mushed up like flakes. And put them in water, which didn't go very well. <laughs> so I that would not do I don't know, but yeah, Cadbury's chocolate is the bomb. And oh, do you remember Spira? They used to be my oh favourite. Yeah, I love those. I Bring love back them. the Spira. We should message Cadbury's. And actually, marbles. Do you remember them? Yes. Oh, actually, I think I saw something on Facebook saying they brought marbles back because they, they're going through a phase of bringing back. I think they did, board. yeah. They need to bring back Spyro. They do need to bring that back. And Dream Bars were nice, the white chocolate ones. They were really Yeah. Nice. I'm liking twirls at the minute. I oh, I love like a, twirl. a twirl. I do like a twirl, got to be honest. Do love a twirl. Any Cadbury's chocolate is, um, is the one, basically. Yeah. If you were to give me, like... Thornton's Galaxy or any mm. of the posh ones. Give me the Cadbury's. Just give me plain Cadbury's and I'll Yeah, I'm not really a fan of anything else, to be honest. I do like all chocolate, <laughs> but Cadbury's is the number one. Oh, I went to my friend's barbecue on Sunday and there was two chairs next to the food table and on the edge of the food table, right next to the first chair, was a box of um heroes. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I, I took one, and then this is old couple sat opposite us. And then I said to Phil, I was like, oh, I could have another one in case they all go. Like, Nobody else was eating them apart from me. <laughs> so I, I, I took another one. This old couple was like, he said, they said to me to Phil. And then Phil said, yeah, she said she's going to have another one in case they all go. And he's like, she's the only one eating them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, what's your favourite hero? Oh, they're all Cadbury's, are they? I can't remember now. They're all Cadbury's, yeah. yeah. They are, so yeah. I always usually go for the dairy milk first. Yeah, and the uh, um, you got a twirl in there, whisper, 
caramel. Oh, the um, I love it. And offer some, I don't like crunchy because I'm offer some honeycomb. Oh, I love a crunchy. No, I'm offer some. That's the only one I don't eat. This is crunchy. Fill us then. Oh, okay. Well, that's enough food talk for now. <laughs> I want to buy the chocolate now. Notice uh, that's, I think that was our favourite question so far. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't on Funnily enough. <laughs> All okay, right, so what music one. do you listen to when you train? So question number eight, what music do you listen to when you train? Um, sometimes it can change. Um, for me, it's mainly um, dance music, house music, old garage music, um, um, but if there's a song, I, I have trained before with one song on repeat. So if there's a, oh, song, like a new song come out, or I'm just liking this song at the minute, I basically put on repeat and I listen to the same song for like the whole hour. Yeah, I do that quite often as well. Um, for me, it's the same, same as you. It depends what mood I'm in, first of all, because I do like all kinds of music. Some a lot of the time I, I'm listening to something old school from like when I was growing up. So when I'm doing cardio, that might be like some form of happy hardcore, like it might be DJ Hixie or Scott Brown or something like that. Um, and when I'm training, I've often got on Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, um, Prodigy, anything like that. I love, um, I love like System of a Down and stuff. Depends what mood I'm in. Also, Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. If you don't like any of them, you'll probably hate that. But I really like that for leg day. In fact, it just reminds no. me of myself. I'm totally going to put Definitely, that on. thanks. But I, I've actually started listening to a lot of house music lately. So I'm, I'm, I'm finding mixes on YouTube, you know, like the selected mixes. I don't know if you listen to them. Yeah. Some of the cream mixes. And oh my God, I do listen to those over and over again. They're wicked. So... What I have been listening to, I don't know if you ever used to go by, you always used to go to Evolution in Cardiff. Like yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got some old Evolution playlists. I've actually been listening to them lately. So I've been listening to Depends on what I mean. Sometimes I might be in the mood for a bit of Backstreet Boys, um, my favourite all-time band. Um, but yeah, it's usually dance music, house music. Ah, oh, the signal went a bit funny then for a brief second, so... It's because my puppy is is eating my Ethernet cable and I haven't bought another one yet. Ah, uh, okay. It, like, I heard most of what you said, but it went a bit funny, so I just wanted to warn you of that. But it looks like it's all right now. So, yeah. Okay, cool. But I can't believe Backstreet Boys are your favourite all-time band. <laughs> I've seen them twice. I've seen them once when I was a kid in, I say a kid, I was like 11, I think, in the Leisure Centre. Then I've seen them again in 2014. Phil bought me and three of my friends tickets to go to um, London. Oh, look. Amazing. Well, I love Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem and Backstreet Boys. Bit different. <laughs> Bit of a difference. <laughs> right. Okay, then. And another interesting one actually what's your favorite gym wear brand to like clothes to to wear and train in oh i love gymshack i love gymshack leggings even though not all of them are squat proof not that yeah. long ago i was doing a um a video competing video for my posing and i dropped something on the floor i was videoing it for my coach so i was videoing it i gymshack leggings on picked it obviously I had the video um rolling Pick something up off the floor, my ass facing the camera, and you could see through it. 
Oh, I didn't no realize. Way. Didn't realize. And then the new ones and thick ones, I see through they are. So if you see me in the gym now, I usually, if I'm doing legs, they like a deadlift or a squat, I'll take my hoodie off and tie it around my waist. it around, yeah. I do that sometimes just in case or if I've got a pair I worry about. But gym, gym shark. I do love gym shark. I got quite a few Lululemon leggings. Um, I got quite a few of them in 2019 when I went to Miami. It was a little oh, lemon shop, and I bought um, four pairs. They're, they're, they're not the cheapest, but they're no, squat they're proof, <laughs> and they're so nice. On. I've got a few different styles, um, and the one style I love, and I just wish I bought like four of them. Um, yeah, it's mainly Gymshark, I wear Lululemon. I did buy Rideaway recently, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Um, oh, I've got I some Rideaway, I like them. But I brought like um, a French bum style, like I... I'm like you, like there's a certain style. So when I buy Gymshark leggings, I'll find the one pair that I like. Like sometimes I'll order them and I, I hate them. I always get the high-waisted seamless. That's the ones I like. Yeah, that's um, what I got. I've got a pair on now, actually. And I just buy them in every colour. And years ago, I bought them like all again in every colour because they were stopping selling them. And I was like, well, I need like a massive supply of these. So it looked like I was wearing the same leggings all the time. And even now these days. <laughs> but um, I've got loads of pairs I I also love, I've got quite a lot of Victoria's Secret. It's Victoria's Secret. Oh, I haven't pink. got any of those. Is, it, is that oh. the Victoria's Secret or is it pink? Because that's part they of it. They've got Victoria's Secret section and then they got pink okay. section. So um, it's like, um, yeah, so it's two different kind of styles. So Victoria's right. Secret and then you've got, it's still in Victoria's Secret, but it's like the brand called Pink. Yes. It's, it's basically load all the um, gym wear. But then actual Victoria's Secret got gym wear, so I got a bit of both. Um, and I love their hoodies as well. I got quite oh, a few cool. hoodies. I'm gutted. One of them got um, stolen from the gym in Simply Gym. Um, I left it there, and I know I left it there. I left it hanging up. Went there the next day and gone. No one had handed it in. I was a bit sad. Yeah. That is really sad. Um, Gluteware. What do you like? Gluteware is another, another brand that I like. I've got a couple of their tops and leggings. However, oh, I find they funny sizes. Remember they I are I funny sizes. They changed over the years as well. So like yeah. I bought, I think in one pair I had like extra small. They don't currently go over my legs, but I had extra small. Then I bought extra small in them again and then I, they wouldn't fit. So I had to get small. I think I'm in small now actually, but yeah, they have like, I think they changed their sizes over the years, but I wear small and my legs are not the smallest but they're really stretchy i told you i bought a, i had a black pair and they were different material um they were like cotton and i bought another pair but i didn't realize they were different material like that shiny material oh yeah they're exactly same size the the shiny material the new pair the gray pair i, I should have sent them back but i didn't bother i literally couldn't get them over my knees oh god i couldn't get, I couldn't get them up yeah when i that's... recently got leaner i could get them on i probably couldn't get them back on now but <laughs> i could get them i could get them on but yeah, it was just really weird. They're the same size and they couldn't be so different, you know? Yeah, that yeah, I hate it when that happens. But yeah, Rideaway and Gymwear are my, my go-to um, brands. And actually, I know this wasn't in the question, but trainers, I've got two pairs of Rideaway trainers. And usually we wouldn't recommend like running style trainers to do sort of deadlifts and leg days in because you need something sturdy. And you want your feet to be flatter. So a lot of people you'll find take off their shoes and do their deadlifts and stuff. Oh, you'll find people will wear Converse? 
Or Converse. Yeah, I can't wear Converse. It's really weird. No, they kill my feet. I've got like um, lumps at the back of my feet, like this weird bone thing. So I can't wear anything that's like tight to the back of my feet like that. But right away, I've got these trainers on this. I, I've got them in black and white and they're so good for training. They're light as a feather, but they're flat. They're not bouncy or anything. So they're like perfect for doing deadlifts and stuff in. So I'm so glad I found oh, them. Oh, let's have a look. Yeah. yeah um, I'm a big Nike cool. fan trainers. I literally collect Nike mats. I think I, I used to collect them when I was younger. So I was like a tomboy. I, I lived in like everything. I used to collect Nike trainers. And then since I've been a PT, I've gone back to like, Collecting night trainers, so night game max. I've got I don't know how many pairs, but I basically got four white night game max, but they're different. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four. No, I think I've got five or six different pairs. Actually, I'm looking at my little collection now of Adidas NMDs, and that's just the ones I haven't thrown away yet. Um, I got those in multiple colours, like rose gold and grey, black, white and gold, green and pink. Yeah, so I'm Adidas NMDs, I like. Yeah, I love my nights. But yeah. All right, so we've done nights. Do we have one more question? Yeah, last one. So this one is off a couple of clients of mine. So they asked me, because they know recently two clients have left to go to someone else. Like, do you mind when a client leaves to go to another coach? Now, for me, someone who's been with a couple of coaches... Um, like, no, I don't mind. Like, I know these two in particular have gone to a different coach because there's different coaches cheaper. Like, I increased my prices because I've increased my knowledge, I've done more courses, um, I've improved my service. So with that, naturally, my prices increased and they could no longer afford me. So they gone to somebody else in the area that was a lot cheaper. Um, and now I understand that. And I also understand when somebody is like new to coaching. So say for instance, I'm somebody's first coach. They don't know anything else. They only know my way. So sometimes it's a bit like, is the grass greener? Uh, and they want to try something new. Um, I absolutely don't mind at all. Um, I, I still support them. I still follow them. I still follow their journey, like their photos, because um, I'm still interested in their journey. I'm still interested of um, their goal. So, no, I, I don't really mind. A lot of clients have actually gone to a cheaper coach um, or tried a different coach and come back. I've had so many people come back and I always do welcome clients back because it's okay to go and try another coach. It's fine, to, you know, somebody might do something a different way or maybe you just don't like my style of training or you just don't like the way I do stuff. You know, it's, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to change for anyone. I like the way I work. Um, I can be a bit blunt sometimes and somebody might not like that. Not everyone is going to gel with every coach. Like not every coach is for everyone. So it's absolutely fine if you want to go to a different coach. And I will also support and follow and, you know, I'll still speak to the people who's gone to leave to a different coach. There's no bitterness or anything because I've had a few coaches myself. Like I've been with a coach. Maybe their way is... Um, you know, I got a bit bored, maybe. I got a bit bored with the style and thought, oh, I'll go and try a different coach um, and then a different coach. <laughs> so I get it. So no, I absolutely don't mind when somebody leaves me to go to a different coach. I don't know about you, Jess. Absolutely, same. Um, I think it would be hypocritical of us to say bad yeah. things about people who want to try when both of us have had several coaches as well over mm -hmm. the years. And I think it's only natural to want to 
to go and try something else. Like you said, you're not everybody is going to get on with me or you or whoever they're working with. They might just not gel, which is absolutely fine. They might gel for a good long t while and get on well, get great results. But then, like you said, sometimes you do just want to try something different and just see how other styles work. You know, everybody has got their own way of working, their own way of doing things. Another coach might work in a way that is more suited to you. Their training might be more suited to you and the way you like to do it, the way they do their food um, or nutrition plans might be more suited. So, yeah, absolutely no issues in it whatsoever i would say you know it's always good to get to spend a decent amount of time i wouldn't be coach hopping you know every eight weeks or whatever because that nobody no none of the coaches are then going to get to know your body and you know be able to help you in the best possible way you're not going to get optimal results by doing that but you know if you've been with a coach for a good while and you want to switch up and just try something new and like like you just said, they might try something new. It might not be for them and they might come back and that's fine. But you, you've got to try it. And every coach I've worked with, I think in 10 years, I've had one, two, three, five coaches, I think, in 10 years. So the one I was with for like a year, the other one maybe half a year, half a year for the other one as well because... Um, I got a boob job in the middle of the plan and then ate loads of food. <laughs> so I didn't really do it properly. And then I was with a coach for like two and a half years and then a year. So yeah, I've, I've worked with lots and all of them have been different, but all good as well in their own ways. Like I've learned something new from yeah. each, each of those. And yeah, yeah I've had a lot of coaches because obviously I wanted to be an online coach. It was good to see how other coaches worked as yeah, well. So it wasn't just for personal reasons so to get me in shape it was more business reasons just to try and you know see how everyone does their processes and how they do the check-ins and stuff yeah, so see what type of different. service you like and yeah take ideas not you know copy someone's service or approach but it's good to think oh, okay well I like the way they did that and I like the way their check-in was conducted so maybe I'll yeah. do something similar and yeah absolutely I've learned loads from all of the coaches that I've worked with and I, both of us have now been able to create a service that we would like as a client ourselves yeah but again not everybody would like that as a client themselves so that's fine yeah exactly so yeah I got no beef with anyone that's ever left and anyone that has left is always welcome back Yep, same on my team as well. Absolutely. We're all human. We're all welcome to to try different things out and see what works for us because ultimately you want to be with a coach who you can gel with, who their processes work, and ultimately you enjoy it. Because if you don't enjoy it, then you won't get so far, you know, you won't stick to it as well. So it's about you, like always put yourself first and your yeah. preferences. And that's absolutely fine because we do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, had a, I've had a fair few coaches in my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Like I said, I've worked with some for long, long periods of time and others shorter periods of time. But it's, Yeah, but and I, I have, just touching on what Jess said actually about coach chopping, when I first had a coach, um, I did do that for a bit. I did coach up and it was just such a waste of time because yeah. I just didn't give each coach to a chance to know my body because the initial plan that you get 
they don't know if that plan's going to work for you or not. You've got to give it a good while and then Definitely. they make adjustments, uh, adjustments based on like your body type and your lifestyle. So coach hopping, personally, one, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. Um, I would sign up to a coach for a good, a, a good, this is why I always do a minimum of three months on my lean lifestyle plan. Yeah, I think same for me. Yeah. yeah. Because it takes that long for a coach to get to know your body and what works for you, what doesn't. So, um, yeah, just don't coach hop as much. Maybe just stay with a coach for a good few months because that's something that I wish I did. I wish I didn't waste my time at the beginning. Um, uh, coach hopping because... I got bored with one plan or I ate off plan and I was like, I don't want to check in. I'm just going to go to another coach. Yeah. (laughs) If I was just honest with that coach and said like the reason that obviously I overate was because the calories were too low and that coach could have put my calories up to something I could um, stick to rather than go to another coach and then they'd give me low calories. I couldn't stick to that. Go to another coach. It's just a waste of time and money. I spend so much money. Well, yeah, exactly. It's the money as well then, isn't it? And like you said, it always takes a good amount of time, a fair few months or a couple of months at least, just to to get used to someone's body and, you know, to build up that bit of a rapport as well. Like you said, get to know their lifestyle, their preferences, what works for them. And you, you spend time adjusting. And that's the reason we have a three month minimum commitment because it does take a good amount of time to get to get to know someone and to be able to find an optimal approach. You know, with some people it just clicks immediately and it works straight away, but others maybe not so much and you have to spend some more time working together so there are good reasons behind that okay so we leave it there yeah all right cool um i was gonna say something then i forgot where it was it'll come to me later but anyway i've got to uh, go to the gym now and then i'm getting my second covid jab at four o'clock so Fingers crossed that I don't um, suffer afterwards and feel run down. I know some people have, so fingers crossed. (laughs) Hopefully. I had the um, AstraZeneca. I felt really tired after the first one and my arm was dead. Um, And the second one, I was fine. I was super fine after the second one. Oh, okay. I've got um, the Pfizer and I was absolutely fine after the first one, but... I keep hearing about people like not being ill, but just feeling, you know, really tired and really run down for a few days. And I'm like, I've got time for that. I was tired. (laughs) He has a headache, um, like the evening off. And then he was all right then. Ah, well, I had the first one, so I'm going to go and get the second one. I may as well do it. So I will tell you what happens next week. (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to go and train as well. I'm going to go to High Street Fitness and I put a little um, CrossFit circuit together. I'll check you out with the CrossFit circuit. Well, enjoy. We have a CrossFitter over here (laughs) after after two sessions. I'm a CrossFitter now. I've actually booked, um, I've just had an email now to confirm, I've booked like a one-to-one session. So like, I really want to learn. I, I'm really enjoying learning. Obviously, I'm a PT. I've been training for years. Like, CrossFit movements are different. Like the, I struggled yesterday doing the um, a power clean. Oh, yeah. It's also technical and like yeah. different to how we've been training. We're quite like, not stiff, but you know we train in like a rigid way everything's slow and controlled so we're not used to like power and 
oh it's so different I really so struggled to do a power clean yesterday like I just didn't get it I was doing it <laughs> I wasn't doing it right and I was just like I don't like not knowing stuff no so I said to, to the guy like I want to book like a one-to-one so I want to go through the power clean jerk um and stuff like that so um yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna put my own into CrossFit until the end of the year and see what happens oh well good luck with it I would definitely book uh, one-to-one sessions if I did it as well because like you say if you're going to do it you want to do it properly don't you yeah like I it was, it was only a small class last night it was only four people and one of them was a girl I went with so she was brand new as well but she got it straight away and I was looking at her thinking yeah mine don't look like that and I was like <laughs> pull the guy over I'm gonna have to book a one-to-one session <laughs> Ah, oh, well, it's something new to learn. It's a new skill and I think it'll be exciting and give yeah, you Yeah, I'm actually in, enjoying being a beginner and I said to the guy, like, all right, yeah, he follows me on social media, he knows what I do. And I was like, I'm not going to pretend I know what I'm doing because I don't. Like, this is completely brand new. And yeah, exactly. I'm just, enjoying, I'm just enjoying being a beginner. Like, I'm not going to pretend I know what I'm doing because you could clearly see I didn't know what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you'll get it. You'll pick it up. Keep going. No, I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, we'll see. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, have a lush weekend. Enjoy your session and we'll catch up next week. You too. Speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.